If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Ooh, welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. First up is a piece by Tommy Witta, published at bringmethenews.com. And this piece comes with a disclaimer published by the site. Note the details provided in this story are based on law enforcement's latest version of events and may be subject to change. Or as I sometimes like to put it, content warning. Some of the details in this story are from the police who are notorious for lying. Pro-Palestine protesters blocked the driveway to a business in Plymouth Thursday morning, resulting in arrests and citations. A City of Plymouth spokesperson tells Bring Me the News the Public Safety Department was notified of, quote, suspicious activity at 4700 Nathan Lane North at 4.13 a.m. Officers arrived and found numerous protesters gathered and blocking the entrance to Northrop Grumman, the aerospace and defense technology giant based in Virginia, that has been a target of activists calling for an end to the ongoing war in Palestine. Authorities gave dispersal orders to the group, advising them to leave the private property. Many of them complied and walked to a nearby public right-of-way. However, police arrested two people who refused to leave and have pending charges for trespassing. Another four individuals were cited for impeding traffic when they refused to leave the roadway, the spokesperson said. Northrop Grumman is one of the world's largest weapons manufacturers and has been criticized by pro-Palestine activists due to the Israeli government using its missile systems and other weapons technology. It's the latest in a number of demonstrations in Minnesota and the wider U.S. It is the latest in a number of demonstrations in Minnesota and the wider U.S. following the attack launched by the Palestinian militant group Hamas on October 7. Since then, Israel has conducted waves of airstrikes and military operations on Palestinian-controlled Gaza Strip, which Gaza authorities say has resulted in the deaths of more than 28,000 Palestinians. United Nations Chief Philippe Lazzarini said Thursday at least 300,000 Palestinians are at risk of famine, as Israel has blocked half of humanitarian aid missions since the beginning of the year. Also on Thursday, Minneapolis City Council overrode Mayor Jacob Fry's veto on its motion calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Next up, a piece published at sbs.com.au. Police have found no evidence a particularly offensive anti-Semitic phrase was used at a widely condemned pro-Palestinian rally on the steps of the Sydney Opera House. The snap rally on 9 October was sparked by a decision to light the Opera House sails in the colors of the Israeli flag after Hamas's 7 October attack. Edited footage of protesters chanting gas the Jews was later shared by the Australian Jewish Association, leading to widespread condemnation and changes to hate crimes laws. But NSW police on Friday said an extensive investigation found no evidence this phrase was used at the rally. 
Deputy Commissioner Mal Lanyon said investigators received significant volumes of audio and video files recorded at the rally and had engaged an expert in biometric science to conduct an audio, visual, and acoustic phonetic analysis of the files. Quote, As a result of that examination, the expert has concluded with overwhelming certainty that the phrase chanted during the protest, as recorded on the audio files, was, where's the Jews, he said, not another phrase as otherwise widely reported. When asked whether there was evidence of other anti-Semitic phrases being used at the rally, Lanyon said, certainly. There is evidence that of that, and those are offensive and completely unacceptable, he said. But I think the major contention has been about the phrase that was chanted, and quite emphatically, our expert has said that it is, where's the Jews? Executive Council of Australian Jewry co-CEO Alex Rivchin said multiple independent witnesses had verified and declared that gas the Jews phrase was used. We know what we heard and the world knows what was said, he said. Rivchin also said the exact wording in the chance was not the core issue. Quote, just two days after the greatest atrocity inflicted on the Jewish people since the Holocaust, a mob of thugs gathered at one of our nation's most cherished sites to celebrate the mass slaughter and rape of Israelis, to burn Israeli flags, and to chant threateningly towards fellow Australians, he said. Where's the Jews is as bad as gas the Jews. This is the issue, and no matter what effort some will go to to deflect or confuse the public, the issue was and remains violence on our streets and threats to our social cohesion. I think I think that line is important, although it's directed in the wrong direction. Um, the efforts that some people go to confuse the public or deflect are very important in this in the understanding of the situation and the oppression of uh, Palestine by Israel. But those efforts in the Western world and in Israel overwhelmingly support the Israeli government and the Israeli Defense Forces perspectives and oppression of Palestine. And finally, for this episode, a piece published at JTA.org, written by Ron Campeas. An array of left-leaning Israeli human rights groups has called for an immediate ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. Their statement echoed the views of some of the families of the hostages still held by Hamas. It also was a sign of the way Jewish Israelis' virtually wall-to-wall support for the war is showing cracks, as it enters its fifth month. The statement Wednesday was spearheaded by Gisha, a group that has for years advocated for humanitarian assistance to reach Gaza Palestinians. Quote, We thus call on all parties to reach an immediate ceasefire, and we call upon Israel to allow unfettered entry and delivery of humanitarian aid and goods into and throughout Gaza, as directed to do by the International Court of Justice, said the statement signed by 35 groups, including long-standing peace and human rights groups, such as Peace Now, B'Tselem, Yesh Din, Standing Together, and Physicians for Human Rights. Hamas must unconditionally release all people taken hostage on October 7. Israelis still overwhelmingly backed the war's aim to dismantle Hamas and return the more than 130 hostages, living or dead, remaining after Hamas terrorists murdered 
1,200 people on October 7 and took hundreds captive. But within that framework, their perspectives have shifted. In October, 45% of Israeli Jews objected to exchanging any Palestinian security prisoners for the hostages, according to a poll by the Israeli Democracy Institute. By January, 31% were prepared to accept a deal in which all Palestinian prisoners, who number in the thousands, were released in exchange for the hostages. A slim majority of Israelis overall now says returning the hostages should be the war's main goal, rather than toppling Hamas. Among those pushing for ceasefire and hostage exchange are some families of the hostages who have staged protests throughout Israel. Other families of hostages and veterans of the war want to increase military pressure and to keep international assistance from entering the Strip. If you want to follow People Are Revolting on social media, you'll find us in the Fediverse at Moving Train Media at Collectiva.social. If you want to listen to back episodes, head over to PeopleAreRevolting.com. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. still got it going on the people are revolting i think you just nailed it